let me give you a little bit of insight into meditation and technology and mindfulness and technology. Um, so if you speak to most mindfulness teachers and meditation teachers, they, they'll kind of sneer at the idea that technology is useful. Um, however, it, it is. I mean, look at what we're doing right now. Uh, so it, and it isn't just about live broadcasts or even about um, online courses or anything like that. It's about how you can use technology. Uh, and what I'm going to do is, is I mean, this is just like separate as you meditating, things to help your mindfulness, things to, t to help your meditation. So it's really beneficial in a whole bundle of ways. Um, and what I'll do is I'll, I'll drop in, probably on IG Live actually, because it's just so quick and easy for me to just sit here and say something rather than having to type it out and send it out through all these other mediums. And uh, there, there are all sorts of ways that you can use a bit of technology to help you in your meditation. Here's some, just off the top of my head, you can use a meditation timer. Uh, so a lot of people use a meditation timer. You can set a timer, so there are timers that will play some background sound for a set period of time. Um, so one of the things that happens, and don't worry if this has happened to you, so here's the alternative. One of the things that happens is if you set a meditation timer and you've got a, a serious monkey mind, let's say you set it for 15 minutes, your monkey mind's gonna be going, it's 15 minutes yet? Is it 15 minutes yet? <laughs> so what you can do instead is you can set a sound to play. So it can be something like distant waterfall, etc., etc. Set that for 15 minutes and then it stops. And, and, and that solves that one. Then, um, so uh, meditation timers. A, a couple of years back, I, I developed, did a bit of work developing a, a meditation timer with a friend of mine. And, it, and it's a little bit on the rough and ready side, especially you compare it with something like Instagram, uh, not with Podbean. It's, it's rough and ready in the Podbean um, kind of category of rough and ready. And what well, it's got a very interesting thing that is, is a bit serendipitous, which is that there's a, a, a circular timer we, you, which you can actually watch. And if you use it as a mandala, it becomes three-dimensional. It's just spooky. I'll, I'll have send out those details. So these, these are like a little handful of things. And, and then there is, of course, I think most of you I've introduced to the iBreathe app. There's also another one. I think it's called Breathing Balloon. And what you're able to do then is to regulate your breathing. Uh, when you do the breathing exercises. And if you're not doing your breathing exercises, do your breathing exercises. I don't usually say that, do I? But trust me, one day you're gonna need them, right? We're all gonna need it one day. And uh, so to have, have a place that you've spent some time developing a skill in that really helps you deal with stress and anxiety is a wonderful thing. Um, so the, the 226 breaths, which I, I haven't made that information public yet, but I, I will do, I'll put it on, a, on the blog on the meditation course website.
uh, because I want everybody to know about it. And at the end of the day, it's an amalgamation of things that I've learned from elsewhere. So hanging on to it for my students isn't necessarily a good idea. Uh, so those, those are things that you can use. So you're actually using technology to benefit your meditation practices. But as well as that, it, the, 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 other, the, the reason that people have a downer on technology is because it's distracting. <laughs> right. Now, no, it's not. It's not distracting. You buy a phone, it's got a load of distractions in it. They're known as notifications. Turn them off, distractions gone, right? So what we're doing is blaming the messenger. It isn't actually about the technology. It's about the messages, right? And if you're drawn into the messaging, whatever it might happen to be, and what we're drawn into can be really actually quite disappointing. Have you noticed that? There's, there's this thing known as morbid fascination. And you, I tell you when you can see it, if you're driving along the motorway, there's an accident, accident on the other side. And you're stuck in a huge tailback of people who are looking at the injuries in the accident, right? So now, now we know how distraction works. Yeah. And, and if, if, you're, if you're unethical, like a news organization is, right? Because they don't care how frightened people are. You can see that right now, okay? They don't care, they want your attention and they will present whatever it is that will offend you just on, on the verge, there's, there's a thing, there's, there's a window of acceptability uh, and, and they just stay within it, but they also push it out, they, they grow it. So the sort of things that you see on the news now, you wouldn't have seen 10 years ago and 10 years previous and so on and so forth. And that is so that they can present you with news that is more frightening, will outrage you, will disgust you, and so on, because those are the emotions that drive our attention. We're designed to identify and avoid threats more than anything else. Threats always trump rewards. And it's true of the stream of messaging. So my, my example of the stream of messaging and the viral news feed is the the baby elephant being rescued so they if you happen to be drawn into facebook viral news feed the videos and there's there's a baby elephant being rescued now who can avoid watching a baby elephant being rescued this is a victory for nature and humanity when they help her out of whatever difficult place she's in, right? But the next thing that comes up is someone being half crippled on a skateboard, right? Notice what's going on. And I, this, is, this happens all the time. Don't believe me, try it. Next time you see a nice fuzzy 
lovable kitten video on your Facebook feed. Unless Facebook's figured out you're a kitten mad person, in which case you'll get many, many kittens, you won't get anything else. Uh, but every so often they're gonna drop in something that's gonna make you angry or shocked or outraged or whatever it happens to be, and well, that, that, that's hooking you in. Yeah. And the news, that's hooking you in as well. So how to deal with this is to become aware of it. Yeah. We, want, we want to be aware that we're being used, that our mind is being manipulated to, to gain our attention. Now, you know, I, I, I teach practices that help us deal with internal, uh, un, what I call unhelpful thought patterns. I teach those in the course. You can use those practices when you notice yourself being drawn into some external um, narrative. Uh, by whatever, whether it's social media, whether it's the news cycle, whether it's somebody else telling you about how everything's terrible, whatever it might happen to be, you can intervene in that. And to do that, what you need to do is two things. One is you need to train yourself in following the breath because that's what following the breath does. It, it's a cyclical process. By noticing the breath, the mind wanders. We become aware that the mind's wandered. Bring our attention back to the breath. Where in the present moment, our mind's drawn into an unhelpful narrative. We notice that the mind's drawn into an unhelpful narrative and we return our attention to the breath. So what's happening there is that the practices that we're learning are helping us to guide our attention in our day because all this meditation isn't about the meditation, well, some of it is, but really it's about what, how we gain from it, what benefits we experience in our lives. And some of those, some of those benefits are indirect. Just notice the breath, loads of other things change but some of them are direct. Here's a skill, like the breathing practices, the, the 226, that kind of thing. You learn it, you use it, and here's another one. You learn it, you use it. You notice the mind's been drawn away from your chosen focus of attention. Become aware of it, bring your attention back. Repeat, don't expect, it, don't expect to be able to extricate yourself from this quickly and easily but it can be done over time. And more, in, more than anything else is notice it happening. You notice it happening when there's an unsatisfactory emotion and you say to yourself and you realize that newscaster, that opinion, that video, that social media platform wants me to feel like that. Not a good place to be. So this is, this is how one of the key ways that we can get our attention back, get our lives back from the social engineers. So 
enough yada yada, some meditation. What I'll do today is focus on meditations where there is this cyclical process. Remembering that that's the, that's, that is how it's supposed to be. Your mind is supposed to wander. Meditations are designed so that you become aware that your mind's wandered. Uh, and in order to do that, the mind needs to wander, which is why we don't choose anything that's particularly notable. It's neutral, just like the sound of the bell moving through time. Noticing time passing. And our focus has become sharp. It's become limited to only a single point of awareness. I notice that after the sound of the bell's finished, you can maintain your attention on that single point of awareness, which has a name the name of which is the present moment. Try that again. So we're able to continue our focus on the present moment. And if the mind wanders, then we can gently, patiently, compassionately return our attention to the present moment with focus on the breath.
of the breath is the the point of focus in the present moment. focused attention meditations have this focus of something that's statically within the present moment. That we can maintain our awareness on. And we know we're doing that when we become aware of the passage of time. Where you notice the breath is totally up to you. The most frictionless place is to notice the breath in the belly, rising and falling. If the mind's powerful, and your attention is drawn away. Focusing on the sharpness, the coolness of the in-breath. Will help you to stay aware of the present moment. Noticing the cycle of the breath. Belly rising, belly falling. Cool, sharp in breath, warm, relaxing out breath. yourself to become aware of the body. Many messages from the body, thought and emotion and tension, tightness, 
pressure. So allowing yourself to become aware of the tightness. And notice that you can release it on the out breath. to do is gently, gently, gently extend the out breath a little bit longer than normal. If you find that at all difficult, the way to do it is to make the breath audible. Gentle shushing sound you can form with your mouth. It can be in the nostrils, it can be in the throat. We're letting the tightness and tension out. With each out breath. Just noting the breath, noticing the breath, rising and falling. The cycle continues, the mind wanders, you notice, you return your attention, repeat. I'll just practice this for the next few minutes, it's called following the breath.
full breath in. One breath out. It doesn't matter how many times the mind wanders. If the mind wanders a thousand times, gently, patiently, compassionately, Turn your attention to the breath a thousand times. going to do is add something to this cycle. Whenever your attention is drawn away, bring your attention to the breath. Return it to the sharpness of the in-breath. And then long relaxing out-breath. And then just back to noticing the breath. So what we're doing is we're learning to respond to the mind having been drawn away with sharp in-breath. Cool, relaxing out breath. Just resets your physiology. Doing this meditation leaves any tension. You're releasing the tension with the out breath.
and then just back to noticing the breath rising and falling rising falling So now we're going to add another element to it. Noticing the breath, mind wanders. We notice, this is the purpose of the exercise. Note at moment of noticing the mind's wandered. Why we do it more than anything else. The moment of recognition, it's called. We bring our attention back, cool in breath, warm relaxing out breath. As you breathe out, saying in your mind, releasing, and then the next out breath, releasing and then back to the breath. Noticing the breath, rising, falling. Your attention's drawn away, you notice. Cool, sharp in-breath, warm, relaxing out breath, saying in the mind, releasing. Next out breath, releasing. 
repeat. is that which has taken our attention. very 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 on time gently return your attention to your surroundings So, so what we've done there is we've taken the, the standard following the breath meditation, added a little bit to it, adopted a practice, sharp in breath, full. long relaxing out breath as something that we do when we notice our mind has been drawn elsewhere and then we can if we wish release it on a couple of out breaths or as many out breaths as you need to and then return to the breath return to the present moment ideally without whatever it is that, that's drawn you away. Bearing in mind that mind wandering isn't a bad thing. In this case, what we're doing is we're using our natural tendency for the mind to wander, to train ourselves into a response so that when our mind really is stolen by somebody or something that we 
have no no intention of staying with given the opportunity we've got an alternative a way of releasing that narrative by actually doing something moving into relaxation moving into focus on the breath and hopefully we can go through our day without some message churning away in it um, okay so yeah I'm gonna try that next time you're you find yourself distracted by technology